Good morning, everyone. You are listening to Coffee Talk with Samantha Paul. I'm Samantha Gross. I got my co-host and wingman on the line here. Hi, Paul. Hi. Good morning, Sam. How are you doing this morning? Good. Happy belated Valentine's Day, You're Paul. You're right. Yep. It's uh, it's a Monday. It's, uh, my gosh, we're February of 2021 already. Yes. I heard on the radio today that there's only 31 more days till spring. Really? Okay, 31 more days a- till spring. That's good for us because I'm in Ohio, as you know, Paul. And we just got buried in snow. Ooh, okay. Yeah, we just we're okay. we we got about um, a foot of snow, and we have twelve to eighteen more inches coming. Oof. Yeah. So God's really oh God's God's yeah, definitely my, working in our yes. area. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. We're. We, 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 we still want rain. Here. Yes, or, you're in the dry zone. You're praying for the rain. We're like, we're, yeah, we're, we're like, like, snow is actually not necessarily a bad thing, you know, I guess. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll take our precipitation, you know, in any right. Yes, yeah, so speaking of <laughs> precipitation and rain, <laughs> we're going to talk, everybody, today on discerning God's voice. And now when I think of discernment, I think of the word that immediately comes to mind is, well, a couple words that easily come to my my mind are for discerning God's voice is, am I hearing clearly? Does it align with the Bible? Or is it in my own head? Right. It's uh, discernment. You can almost think of it like kind of putting it through like a, like a litmus test. If you hey, go ahead. Explain and, that, Paul. Uh, What's a litmus test? Well, well, sorry. Well, well okay. So traditionally, uh, litmus paper was what was used to determine al- in chemistry, and I think they might still use it, alkalides versus Okay. And you, know, and some, you, know, you look at, uh, at an alkaline or a lance, and a lot, of, a lot of these liquids are just clear. You know, they look just like water, you know, and so you don't really know. You know what it is until you dip the paper in there, and then based on what color it changes, yeah, idea of what that what the contents really is. Well, you can sort of think of it like that. You know, when a thought or an idea or whatever that comes into your head, it, it's kind of like that colorless water in the sense of, well, yeah, okay, it's, it's it has substance to it. It's definitely a thought. It's definitely something that happened within my hippocampus. You know, these synaptic nerve endings are doing their thing. Now the question is, it's like, okay, is this something, it, if before I flat out say, oh, it's definitely, you know, like healing water, if you will, uh, better run it through the, the, the test, if you will, to find out, oh, no, it's actually tainted with, you know, it's a little bit more acidic, right. you know, or, you right. know, or whatever the case is. So a little, little, little attempt at an analogy Yes, there, and you know. as we know, Paul, in Second Corinthians, 2 Corinthians 5.17, says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So as we know that faith cometh by the word. And when I think of the word, I think of immediately think of the Bible because that is God's written word. But what about God's spoken word? What about when you hear things that could be like little messages from God from other people? What do you think of that? Like, yeah, if, well, you know, like, no, what would you say it, that if, you know, you're hearing a pastor speak or you're hearing anyone right. talk about the Bible and the, the preaching the scripture, I believe that it's all part of God's plan in leading towards others and helping others towards him. 
well, certainly. I mean, we, we want to also, and I think part of the sermon is always... Confession of God's word and strength yeah, yeah, in yeah, his faith. Yeah, but, but also, right, but also I, I always even question as well. So it's like, that, that's why you always say it was put it to the test. You know, like I said, even St. Paul said, don't... There's a part I can't forgive me. I don't know which which where he's uh, which people he's talking to, whether it's Corinthians or the Philippians. Mm-hmm. But there's one part where he even says, in today's terms, dude, don't even just look, just don't take my word for it. Study the scriptures yourself. Do the research on your own. I mean, he's right? Saying, he actually saying this, and this is biblical. yes, it is biblical. Words, even the Bible, even the Bible within the Bible itself, it says check the scriptures. Don't just take my word for it, which I think is kind of fascinating. Whereas most other uh, forms of, 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 of literature that have, have a spiritual nature, it never necessarily says that I've experienced to question Yes, itself. because God, in the Bible, it does say that we're, if we're, you yeah, are tested, question test it. Yeah. the word, right. tested in Romans, a lot of in right. Romans ten seventeen says that faith has come by hearing and hear it by the word of God, and um, oh, there's a lot of different scripture in the Bible that does talk right. about, you know, it's faith, it's coming from God, and to question if you don't believe it, then question it, and see right. what I you mean, find. Says, Do your he, research. Yeah, Do your homework. Says, Right, he even says, try, try me, me, test me, me out. And there, there, there's a term that says, taste and see the goodness of Lord. I mean, t- t- just test it, you know. And like so when they, like. That, I, I, I admire I admire that. too, like how God, God yeah. put Job through the test. Right. You know how yes. Job, he was tested so many times. And that's where that um, old saying comes. You have the patience of Job. Because God right. tested him. Well, go ahead, test God. If you don't believe the word, right. then test God. And it is interesting, actually, if you kind of explore Job a bit, it's almost like it's if you actually read Job at yes. the beginning, it is interesting because God's talking to Satan. Yes, God does talk to Satan at the start. Yeah, they they and like he even says, Where have you been? And Satan's like, I've been roaming, you know, place from place to place. You're not even quite sure. It's it's kind of fascinating, which kind of makes me kind of also question uh, spiritual beings, uh, the, how much freedom they have in moving about around because it almost uh, not and not just on earth. It, I mean, I think they do quite a bit of traveling if you get yes that. i do i do yeah uh, i mean i, I mean and, and i mean not just terra firma i mean they're like everywhere yes everywhere. yes uh and and so but yeah, that's no good keep going with that but, there, but there's a part where um he said have you considered my servant Job?" and satan's like well dude you put a edge around him and in other words saying you, you shielded him from the evils of the world of course it's gonna be easy for him to you know uh to be a good servant to you and to praise you and everything. He said, you remove that hedge and I bet that uh, he, you know, curses you, you know, and leaves you. And I think there was a point where Job almost Job died. almost did, yes. Like, God, because, because God's like, all right, I will actually, because God actually tests his servant Job. He removes the spiritual hedge and then Job is allowed to be afflicted with everything except, except death. Except death, yes. He loses his family, yeah. he loses his health. He loses everything. Yeah. 
but in I mean his family yeah. died. I mean, I mean his children died. I mean they they are not they are subjected to death, but he is not. He, I mean, oh my gosh! And but he still comes. He still through comes it. through in the end, praising God. And, 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 and in the end, he ends up becoming even a, a richer man than he was at the beginning. Like it's like like tenfold. Yes, it, like, tenfold, so, and that's where that scripture right. that's it's where all, that yeah. scripture comes from, the tenfold right. sermon. Yeah, right. and I often wonder. This is I don't know. I know it's not. It didn't happen. Well, I don't know if it happened. After God took away His children, I wonder if He brought them back. Uh, I I would not necessarily think that he would have brought them back, but I'm certain I'm certain that they are they're safe, safe with him. Uh, I, I I and again I guess I kind of again that's a, a bit of a departure from discernment I suppose. Yeah. But it's like children are so priceless. I, mean, I, think, I think actually all all all, all, all God's children are priceless. The, the, even the grown ups. Yes. Are children in his eyes, but but I believe especially the more even the more innocent and the ones that that. No, could not, don't, don't know wrong, you know, apart from, let's say, let's call the original. That's what I was just going to say. Children don't know, except we're all born sinners. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Apart 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 from from that, that, yes. That, yeah, that, that, um, and, and, and again, I am a firm believer that God, you know, like, like an engineer, engineers humans. He, he engineers us, and, and is an artist. And, 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 and I will say, just in my line of work, yes. If if it's something that I don't think is worth making, I'm not going to make it. Yes. Like if I don't see any benefit at all to come from it, I won't put any more energy that I need to, and I'll move on to the next project. Well, I I can't imagine God thinking too differently. In other words, why put all energy into making humans, knowing full well there's going to be sinful creatures and could rebel and all that, to to, to the, just in the end throw them away, so to speak, to burn forever? To me, that almost done. It doesn't make sense. Like, well, if you knew that, why even bother? If, if they're going to bring you nothing but just nothing but disappointment in the end. So yeah, it's it's that's a hard you know, one because it's like back, back yeah. to the sermon um, and testing. I feel like my belief, and I could be wrong. It's just my own personal. I right. feel that God, you know, we're all born sinners because of the original sin, but God gives us a chance to correct, do His works for His kingdom, and test us daily. Now, what happens right. after we die? I go by what the Bible says, but we don't know. I don't know. I'm not God. Yeah. Right. And, and each one of our experiences, I yes. think, when we die will be a unique one as yes. well. Um, and uh, again, the uh, a little slight, why I think that's probably the case. Yes, go ahead. Is... Um, well, my my when my dad my dad was like uh, eighty, was like eighty four, eighty five, something like that. He actually, yeah, is one of his, his aorta. Oh but, my gosh, in his heart. And, no, yep. And we rushed him to the hospital and everything, and we thought for sure, yeah, well, he's gone, or we're just preparing ourselves. Yeah. And the doctor uh, who was working on it, well, it was funny because it was actually it was, it was about like two hours had gone by, and I'm. And then three hours go by, and I'm thinking, okay, I just know the doctor's going to come in any minute now and, and do the whole, you know, we did everything we could speech and all that. Yeah. And then it's like four hours go by, and then five hours go by, and I'm like, what the 
heck? Why doesn't the doctor come in yet? Did he forget to remind <laughs> us that uh, my, you know, you know? And then like seven hours go by, and then it's like eight hours go by, and then the doctor comes in and says like, "You got your dad back." I'm like, "What?" Whoa! <laughs> apparently, he constructed an aorta out of like rubber and plastic, and just did it right there in real time. He's literally talk, talk about engineering. I mean, not only was he a surgeon, but he actually engineered something right then to and save there. his life. Yeah to save his life and he made it uh, my dad became uh, had 15 minutes of fame in Pulse magazine oh my goodness um, really oh yeah they interviewed him they interviewed him and everything yeah and the doctor as well because this, this was like a surgery that's never been done before right uh, I guess in this, on this bigger level where the surgeon literally just saved his life and he's, well, he's, but he's just made stuff, stuff the, out of it yeah he, he just made something up right then and there and stuck it in dad And but my point though is that getting back to um, your unique experience that dad died for about one minute and then came did back he see anything said, did he say anything he told me he did yeah he did he, he first said he, he kept hearing some sort of a song oh and he said he saw people singing. He said he never met Christ or anything, but he did see. He said he saw thousands and thousands of people singing praises uh, to God. And, and, and pra- pra- exactly praises to the Lord. And um, and it, but I, I, but I think it was again something that was unique to him only. Yes. Um, to the unbeliever, they'll say that you know he was you know delusional or whatever, or you know it just whatever or just hallucinating right. you know, or, or whatever the case is um he he's convinced it is not that was not the case it felt probably more real than this life does it's it's kind of like when you wake up you're dreaming you wake up and the dream is fading yeah and now you realize of course you really are truly awake you can sort of kind of vaguely remember the dream you can vaguely so feel like that but it's kind of like that okay. it's like when you when you go into the spiritual realm that becomes the real reality and then where we are on right now in this on this current plane that we're on of existence this is more like the dream i guess yes it's kind of that kind of, that's the best analogy that's a good but analogy anyway, but my my point though is is that I think it's unique to each person. So when you hear like near death experiences and Pearson says that they've they've met Christ, it's funny because it always seems to be like a one on one with Christ. It's not like you see Christ with like a whole bunch of people and you're just an extra person with Christ and he's sharing his life with you. No, it, it's almost like each person it's a personal experience as if it was only you and Christ. But I think that's how Christ wishes you to to see him yes. when you're there. So it will be like your own personalized heaven. Yeah. How God wishes you to experience heaven will be personal. Because like the personal, relationship personal, with right. Jesus is supposed to be personal. It, yes. So there are those who I think might experience what's called the kingdom of God. Not necessarily the... Um, what, what do they say? There's like... There's, there, there's like the... Um, levels of heaven. Well, yeah, there's like different levels. Like you can be in the king. Um, you can be in the kingdom. Or oh no, there, I, I'm sorry. There we go. You could be in the kingdom of heaven, but not necessarily be in the kingdom. The realm of God. Of God. Right, but the love is still there. Yes. So it's like you'll still you'll still exist in the kingdom of heaven. So there's been people who said they they will spend eternity with their loved ones. They might not necessarily experience Christ 
personally, that doesn't mean that they're burning or anything or that they're eternally separated. The kingdoms, the, 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 they're still in the kingdom of heaven, though. And um, I've heard experiences like just like walking on grass is just nothing shy of just the most amazing that's, feeling ever. That's what I've yeah. heard, too. Yeah, like you, you literally are like barefoot. And like, or the one experience was like, she's like, I walked on grass, but it's not like scratchy grass. It's soft. It's the most amazing soft. Yes. Like just, just taking a walk in the pasture there yes. is just a, 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 a indescribably joyful. And beautiful, and the smells, yeah, and, I, the I, birds, I, and the birds, and the sounds, and the angels. And... Right. It, and, it, that, that, and, that's like a, and that's like the lowest tier. Yes. <laughs> just to give an idea. Yes. But, I mean, I just, it, yeah. all I know, Paul, is it's... That's where I want to be. And that's where all Christians want to stay is up in heaven. And I just hope and pray. I pray to God that when I do die, um, the Lord says, well done, faithful servant. Oh, God. That's all I want to hear. I don't want to hear anything else. All I want to hear is well done, faithful servant. Yeah, just just have mercy. Have mercy. And I I know. Oh, my God. And and that's the thing is, I was... um, Anyway, my pastor uh, the other day was kind of rapping about this, and he was saying something like, um, "Do you wish God to be fair? How do you put this down? Do you prefer God to be uh, just and fair, or do you wish God to have mercy uh, on me? Ha- yeah, have mercy or be yeah, be laugh, be generous. Yes. yes. And the answer is, be careful how you answer that. And trust me, you want God to be generous because if He was fair and just, oh yeah, that, you you would not want to get what you truly deserve right and that is and that is why we are in no position to judge those that that don't seemingly even see seemingly even seem that much more evil than we are doesn't matter these are still children i mean like i said if you were given two options uh i think i said this before where it's like you can either be in heaven with your worst enemy or be in hell with your best buddy. I'd rather be in be. heaven with my worst enemy and I exactly. and love them like I love yeah, my be, brother and, and because, sister. Because you'll be in heaven, exactly. And if you actually stop and think about it, if you're both in heaven, even that person was your worst enemy, that was your worst enemy on the earthly plane. You know, it, it's like and it's just, in, a glo- in a glorified state... I can't help but think that you will understand as to why you were enemies in the first place and say, oh, actually, it was because of this that plagued us. And right. And you know, it could have been demonic. You, you have because no idea why you hated your brother in the first in place. In Ephesians, oh. Ephesians right. even talks about that. For we wrestle not against right. flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the right. powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world. It's a spiritual battle. So, You're not fighting human flesh. You're fighting right. the spirit that's fighting against you. So, so for, for all you know, it wasn't really your brother you hated in the first place or your sister that you hated in the first place. It was some a dark force or something that had pitted you against each other and you didn't know any better. Or, Again, yes, you know, or, or if yeah. they hate you because they can see the light in you and it's the it's the spirits it's yeah, the, it was, it's the wicked it, one fighting against right. you because you are a believer in foundation with the Lord right and so they're gonna they're gonna right they're gonna try to cling to that lost soul that sees the light in you and trying to keep that so that person's going to hate you 
hate. If you want to call that hate, yes, and that's and that's the thing. Um, and, and it, so that's and why the Bible like, says you should never hate. Right. Hate's like murder. Right. Hate. hate yes. Exactly. Um, because because these are uh, again, if, if you kind of come back to you know the the single commandment of love, or the two commandments of, of love God above everyone else, but love your neighbors yourself, which yes. is actually synonymous and can be smushed into one single commandment. Because if you really take it apart and analyze it and use a bit of discernment, um, you can say, well, I, I can't actually be loving God without loving His creations which are the humans and if, and to love his creations you see that that they are the, the, the fingerprint of god is within the humans anyway so as you love others you're loving god as well uh in fact that's one of the ways you you serve yeah, you serve christ is you serve one another whatever you did to the least of these you did it for me so it's actually one commandment in the end right right that's so true paul that is so and, and, true and, and it's funny because it's like Gosh, I even hate to use the word commandment. I know. Gosh, I I should even have to even be commanded to love someone. It should be automatically innate within me. And on the spiritual level, it is. It's the animal that has the problem. I know. The the animal in me that has the problem. Yes. And going back to, real quickly, Paul, going back to what we were talking about, about God in the words of Jesus and discernment. If if I was if God was fair and just to me, right. As many times as I have said I swear to God, uh-huh. I would not be staying in heaven. Because right. G- Jesus even spoke, you don't swear to anything. Right, exactly. And That's, uh, I so right. I pray that God is merciful yes, on right me and on everybody that I know, everybody I don't know, I just pray that the Lord will have mercy on me. Yeah. And I've yeah. asked I've asked for forgiveness for my sins. Everybody the past couple of years I went through a rough spot, you know? Sure. And so I I asked everybody for forgiveness and I've apologized for my sins because the Bible says if you can try to make amends. So right. I've done that. And now I'm just trying to do the Lord's will and just yeah. try to live according to his lifestyle and his word. But we all mess up. Yes, constantly. We all um, mess I, up. I'm no right. saint. I, I think you're right in regards to uh, swear. I'm not sure if you've got a Bible on you, but for some reason, Matthew. I want Matthew. To Jesus that, spoke I, it. I think, it's, I think it's chapter 5, 34 through 37 or something like that. If you want to check that out real quick. I think he talks about swearing there. And I've always thought... You're right. It, yes, it's Matthew 34, 35. Uh, uh, oh, chapter 5, I think. But anyway, yes, yes. Um, so, and it's funny because huh, that was kind of rubbed me the, kind of the wrong way where traditionally in a courtyard, in a court courtyard, in a court. courthouse, in a courthouse, you put your hand on the Bible and say, do you swear? <laughs> it says, do you swear to tell the truth? And yes, I'm like, I'm like, I thought about that. And after I'm, I'm I like, heard why are they asking me to swear? I mean, even on that book that I'm putting my hand up, I know they don't do that anymore with the Bible, but traditionally, they're like, even that Bible says you shouldn't be swearing to simply let your yes be yes and your no be no. Your yes be yes and your no be no. Right. So they, so <laughs> so they like, did take that out of court. I, they, they, well, they took the Bible out of court, but I think they still ask you, do you swear to tell you the have truth? To, yeah, you have to raise your right hand. What if you went to court and they say, do you swear to tell the truth? And you say, no, yeah. I don't swear. Right. <laughs> but, uh, 
Sorry, that's against my right? religion. It's, uh, that's against my that relationship was, with was, Jesus. Was, so I'm not going to do it. Kind of me kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, that does yeah. rub me kind of weird. Right. Yeah. Well, Paul, what a good coffee right? talk we had, everybody. Paul and I'll be back next week, next Monday, and we just wish you all a blessed week ahead. It's Monday, Paul. You get in there and you manage <laughs> we'll, your work. We'll see how this unfolds. Problem yeah. we talked right? about. And I will, I will be praying for you and your little business, whatever you're doing, <laughs> yeah, sure. Fix, fixing right. the problem. And everybody, I hope you all have a blessed week. We will be back at you next Monday. God bless you all. Paul, you have a great week, and I'll right. talk to we'll you talk soon, to buddy. Right. Catch you later. Thank you, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bye.